Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mandalorian Half Hour. That's right, our new exclusive Star Wars program recapping this first season of The Mandalorian. I'm Andrew Jupin, joined remotely by the whole gang, Eric Siska, Christopher Cabin, and Steven Sadak. Hi! I mean, it's the, logistically, this is the only way we could record a TV recap podcast right now is by doing it remotely. Definitely. Right, and logistically, yeah. I think it makes sense for all of us to just shout out our addresses one at a time. No. <laughs> <laughs> Two, oh, oh, wait. Oh, sorry. No, I'm supposed to not do that. Okay. <laughs> uh, so this episode is out on the main feed, this first episode, because we wanted to give everyone a taste, give you a little whiff. Uh, of what the Mandalorian half hour is going to be. Uh, but all episodes going uh, forward are going to be featured, of course, on our Patreon, patreon.com slash wehatemovies. Uh, it's going to be on the $8 level, uh, which also has uh, our Gleep Glossary, speaking of Star Wars. Uh, what else we got on there? The Nexus, Eric Siska? That's oh, yeah, program, that's right? where we recap an episode of Star Trek, the original series, and an uh, episode of Star Trek, the next generation, in the same episode. So if you like this uh, TV recap podcast, you might like that one. And in December, if you're on the $8 feed, you're going to get a episode on First Contact, like a real main feeder kind of an episode only on that feed. And you're going to get a Predator commentary because we do singable commentary tracks four times a year. This year we did – we're doing Predator in December. We did the Twilight movie. We did something else and something else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we did multiple Twilight movies this year, I believe, to wrap out the uh – the franchise yeah we do we do a uh, power hours that they're really fun apps uh you also get what's on the five dollar feed which is the complete archive of our first hundred episodes hundred some odd episodes uh which are only available there you get a monthly episode that is a we love movies episode now it used to be an, a prime we hate movies episode uh we just released terminator uh we're gonna record and release empire strikes back in december which oh, yeah. you're gonna be pretty excited about if you're like the star wars thing uh you also get what's on the three dollar level which is animation damnation uh which is a 30 minute ish cartoon wrap-up of a bunch of stuff. And now with Disney+, Plus, I feel like we're going to be hitting that well pretty hard for a little while. I got to tell you, I was looking at some stuff, and not only is Disney+, Plus providing uh, animation damnation with years of content, it's also providing... We hate movies with years of content. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, movies yeah. with years of content. It's fucking bonkers. Uh, so stay tuned for all that stuff. And yeah, like like you can probably start feeling a little bit this December. We're going to be going fucking Star Wars crazy around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, head on over to patreon.com slash we hate movies uh, if you want access to the rest of the Mandalorian half hour. But so let's get into it. The Mandalorian, episode one, uh, chapter one. They do these chapters. I really like that. Uh, this was written by the Favs, man. This is like kind of John Favreau's show a little bit. Um, I don't know wh- where do we want to start here. This is fucking badass. That's it's, what I have to say. It's him and the guy who did the Clone Wars, right, Eric? Yeah, he's also done Rebels as well. Uh, oh, Dave, Dave Filoni. Yes. Yeah. 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 I yeah. Th- th- I liked the first episode, and we'll get into the second episode. In the second episode, I liked the first episode a lot more than the first second episode. I just, yeah, I thought wow. that the... F- I was expecting you to have the opposite reaction. No, I, I thought this first one was really... Co- I love the the cold open here, or you want to call it a cold open, him going into this, like, fucking space bar, which is exactly what you kind of expect but want. It's uh, It yeah. does give you exactly what you expect, but also want and need. Exactly, like, that's... But that's, you know... Oh, totally. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not looking for surprises here or anything like that. It's like, you know... 
when I go into a like weed session, I know and expect it's going to happen, <laughs> and it does. And it's great, and that was what it was like with the Mandalorian. I was like, I expect this motherfucker to walk into a bar, fuck some dudes up, like you know, swiftly, silently. Some dude yells Achuta at him, which is fucking great. <laughs> oh, I missed Achuta. God damn oh, it. Dude, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, that, it's the fat, like, skinhead guy. He definitely just yells out Achuta. <laughs> the skinhead yeah, guy. You know, he the, he goes into that whole you spilled my drink thing, and the best part, obviously, of this bar fight is when the dude is trying to get away, and the Mandalorian uses his rope on him, starts pulling him, and the dude you know draws his blaster to shoot back, and he just cuts him in half with the door in response. Oh, so cool. My, um, my favorite yeah. part of this uh, scene is when uh, the two uh, Tufts are talking about how the guy's got uh, Horatio Sands alien. Um, <laughs> he uh, has young glands that have a good musk. Like, I really like the idea. That's like an incredible idea that like they're just killing people and taking yes. parts of them as things they can sell and use. Like, that to me was immediate, like, oh, fuck, okay, they're doing stuff, cool. Is, like, someone oh, yeah. going to eat that gland in order to, like, get high or something? Is that what we're doing here? I think, I think that's so. what it is, dude. You crack it open, and it's like, oh! It makes total sense you would do that, because, like, yeah, you got all these fucking, like, yeah, if you're a carnivore, like, you're sitting next to, I mean, they, they later uh, 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 kind of allude to people eating salacious crumbs, and, like, yeah, totally, man. Oh, man. That guy I looks saw, fucking delicious. Let me tell you, those fucking puppets, the one puppet cooking up on that spit, God bless it. There are out-and-out puppets on this show, and I think it's a really great idea. Apparently, uh, some of the shots in space of the Mandalorian ship is model work. And yes, yeah. Great to see them bring back some practicality like that. Oh, Cabin, I thought you were joking about that dude Mithril or whatever, but that's actually Horatio that's Sands. That's actually Horatio Sands. That makes sense. <laughs> I, I was like, it was one of those things where I was like, who the hell is this guy? And it makes so much sense that it's Horatio Sands. You also get some Brian Posehn coming up in a minute. That's what was. <laughs> so last right, night uh, when I... Brian Posehn as a Star Wars Uber driver. I was saying, like last night when I texted everybody, and I was like, did everybody watch it yet? And Steve, you had it. So I wasn't going to spoil it, but I was just going to type all capital letters, Brian Posehn in Star Wars. <laughs> sad that he doesn't come back though because he doesn't make it oh uh, yeah because he, he he cuts this guy open uh, there's no theme song it's just kind of like a, a stark man the mandalorian chapter one kind of a thing right and then he yeah he gets the uber driver uh the dude and i, I it's just it's kind of a and it's an ice planet you didn't know it was an ice planet it's a cool ice planet that i like that i like this ice planet yeah i like also that like <laughs> when the dude like plays that little flute and the first little speeder comes up and it's piloted by a droid and the mandalorian's like no droids fucking wow racist bounty yeah honor, big dude. time big time racist <laughs> see i I took that more as like a boomer thing because he doesn't trust. What? Like I don't trust no automated computers. I need an old scumbag driving me around. I'd like one one old scumbag. Please. You got any alt nineties comedians you could get me to drive around with? <laughs> Horatio Sands or Dana Gould by any chance? Yeah, this is your dad, the Mandalorian. Uh, could you help me install Chrome on my computer? <laughs> oh my God, that was. Are you referencing my tweet from today when I was hungover helping my? My dad over FaceTime install Chrome. <laughs> yeah, but that transcends oh. all boomers. I've had that exact same experience before. Oh my god! But just like, I, and I've had it happen a hundred times. But just the fact that I was hungover, like that, really wasn't helping things. No, you don't want to. And a FaceTime, <laughs> especially, that's the last thing I want to do when I'm hungover. Totally. Can I quickly mention something important about the armor of the Mandalorian? Please. Yeah, explain this whole thing to me because this was kind of lost on me. 
Okay. <laughs> it might be lost on me, too, because what I'm going to talk about right now is the lack of cod piece. Oh, okay. So this wasn't... See, Boba yeah. Fett had, like, a dick armor. But it seems like maybe he needs to unlock that, because that's what, he, you know, when he gets that thing from Werner Herzog, it's like, cool, like, now, not only do I have some cash in my pocket, I got a cool new shoulder pad. So he has to do, like, a couple more jobs, and then he can get his dick protected. <laughs> Right, and now this is Baskar mm-hmm. Steel, I believe we're we're calling it now. Um, now, when I was a big fan of Fett in the '90s and stuff, the word Mandalorian kind of just started and stopped at the armor. Um, right, you didn't get much of that backstory. Some of these Clone Wars episodes and Rebels episodes explore Mandalorian culture, war, like I think they're like warring clans and noble warrior type of stuff. And in that, uh, in Rebels, I think the Empire uses. Baskar steel as like a connectivity thing to like fry them up with Tesla coils. Oh, interesting. Oh. Well, so what is the deal with this steel though? Like, did they find it first or harvest it or whatever? It's Im- yeah, I guess it's supposed to be native to Mandalorian culture or planet. Uh-huh. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But it's also supposed to be resistant to blasters, so it's actually functioning armor. Not like the cardboard they <laughs> the give to the stormtroopers. I never met a Mandalorian before. I, did, I thought your dick would be covered. I thought your dick would be covered. I have spoken. <laughs> Why don't you have a signet on your dick yet? <laughs> I only read the stories, but now they're legends in my <laughs> canon. Oh, yeah. Once Disney took over, all the stories I enjoyed are gone. <laughs> have you seen what they did to my friend Simba? <laughs> He looks like a computer widget. Uh, so we will get to Nick Nolte as Kuil in a sec. But so he goes. Oh, we got to talk about the ship. Oh, sure. Inside the ship. the ship, Horatio Sands finds the bathroom. It's cool that we get to see Star the Wars toilet, shitter. dude. I couldn't believe it. Is this the first time that's referenced? I think so. It's beautiful looking toilet. I love the design work of it. It looks easy enough to use as urinal and also take a shit by laying on the wall. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of just, you're like leaning back, taking a dump. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I mean, it takes 20 to 25 minutes for this guy to take a shit. Easy. Also, are we taking the helmet off or not? I know like culturally he doesn't. But if it's just him I taking a shit, not. you know. Dude, it's just, he's totally naked except the helmet's on. He's just taking a shit. <laughs> I mean, it makes I mean, like, sometimes you will George Costanza yourself when you get really getting into it. You know, oh, you take the absolutely. shirt off. Oh, I take my shirt off all the time. If I'm, if I'm home, I don't do it in public. But if sure. I'm home, I will take my shirt off in the toilet. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah, it would make sense. Like, he has some, like, hot fucking bantha wings or whatever. And it's just been a long night. The helmet's coming off while he's going for it. Yeah. I can well, see you that. know, Django Fett would take that helmet off nonstop. Like, fucking Count Dooku's got some finger sandwiches. That, <laughs> that helmet is coming off. Yeah, he yeah, seems we... like more of a Protestant Mandalorian. Yes, oh, definitely. <laughs> Old school. Uh, so the Mandalorian finds him, like, snooping around down there, pretending to look for the bathroom, and fucking freezes this dude in carbonite. It was awesome. Yeah, so he's got all those other bounties frozen in carbonite, and I thought you guys would have a problem with this. No, Why I would I have a problem with it? I thought it was cool. I actually, it's I like the way that the she, the scene kind of unfolds and is shot. It's like twenty percent a horror scene. Like you know what I mean? Like you're going the way through. He tra- discovers them. Yeah. Yes, and it's like ew, ew. Oh shit, it's me. And then he gets it. Yeah, I was. I mean, like yeah, it's like I don't know. Like obviously the technology is better. Speaking of technology, this is like. Do we know when this is set? Is it like it's five years after Jedi? Right. Oh, okay. 
So it's like a Mandalorian kind of just mimicking Fett's signature bounty. Um, like that only happened once before, but Carbonite is now, I guess, becoming a standard thing to travel. Well, yeah, it's it's in- industry about. standard uh, across uh, all bounty hunter platforms. It's, yeah, exactly. It's like it's like air conditioning. It used to be. <laughs> But, I mean, it seemed like it was a big deal before. Now he's just got it on his ship. I don't know, man. It seems pretty tough. I was, uh, it was cool because, yeah, when you see the reveal of, like, the first person in Carbonite and then the second, and I was like, oh, he's, like, collecting all these people? That's fucking awesome. But, yeah, I did have the same thought of, like, <laughs> freezing someone in Carbonite, I thought that was only for the rich. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think there was some kind of fan art, I don't remember from when, that had like Fett with a bunch of aliens or whatnots in a cargo hold. I think they were frozen in carbonite. So mm-hmm. I was just wondering, like, is this referencing fan art? Oh, I mean, you never know. Um, so, yeah, so he takes this dude in uh, to Grief Karga, who's played by the great Carl Weathers. And I guess so this dude's like the, the leader of the Bounty Hunter Guild or whatever. Or a higher up. A union rep, probably. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's organizing all the jobs and everything. Um, he There's a big thing about, like, you know, uh, the Mandalorian getting paid for this, that, and the other thing. And he's like, uh, you know, I can't give you... What is it? It's like he's going to pay him in a certain amount of he's currency. He's going to give imperial him... Credits. Oh, the imperial credits, that's right. And then he gives him calamari and flan. <laughs> It sounded like calamari and flan, Chris. You're absolutely right. Yeah, at first he was going to pay him in like Confederate money, right? And then he was going to give him the, the calamari flan, which they look like pogs. They do, or the slammers. Yeah, slammers. <laughs> I can only pay you in slammers. Uh, it's awesome seeing Carl Weathers uh, in a fucking big product like this. Yeah, I was, I was into it. I, I mean, like again, I want a little bit more of him, and obviously, we're probably going to get that. He's going to go back. It's going to be more stuff. I was, oh sure. I, I really love the, the, the whole way this, the beginning rolls out, and then he goes to his like, then, then he meets up with Werner Herzog, which is probably my favorite scene because Werner Hands Herzog, down. he's bringing it, and like he's the only. A lot of the times, and especially in the second episode, it gets into video game cutscene territory a little too much for me. And this has some like dramatic heat to it, and like some weight, uh, and I think that, that that's all on on Herzog there. I Herzog's think that's also. It, yeah. I also think that's true of the weather scene because there, but it's a different kind because I love to talk about the different currencies. Yes, I think stuff like that is really where this show hones in on what it's trying to do and expanding and finding nuance in the uh, world. But like. Watching Werner Herzog in a Star Wars production of any kind is just incredible. And he's got that 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 Imperial Medal of Honor. Do you think like Palpatine like gave him a kiss on the <laughs> cheek or the hand? Or no, something? dude, I think it's fucking one hundred percent stolen valor. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think he fucking got that jacket in the ashes of the Empire, dude. And he was like, you know what? This looks pretty good on me. I'm going to start wearing it now. Oh I- yeah, man. What unit? What unit? I was at the Battle Endor. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like he, that is a genocide achievement medal. Like, you know oh, what I mean? You like, think so? he fucking wiped out a, a, a fucking slew of Greedos somewhere, and the emperor was like, "Good, good, genocide, good, all for you, my emperor." <laughs> <laughs> and the the dialogue in this scene is so good. Uh, I love the one line that the Mandalorian has where he likes the odds. That's four to one. It's such a Snake Plissken line. It's, yes, dude, it was yes. a definite Snake Plissken line. I loved it. Um, oh, yeah, because this doctor walks in, and the Mandalorian, like, freaks out and draws his rifle on this guy. 
Uh, and it's great, though, because the classic Herzog, man, I feel like Herzog would act like this in a real-life scenario of the same kind, just keeping his cool. Everybody lower your weapons. Like, not freaking out at all that there could be a fucking massacre in his office. Oh, he's been in a Mexican standoff. Absolutely. Um, so this dude is Dr. Pershing or whatever. And Herzog and this doctor tell the Mandalorian, like, hey, you got to go get this target. You know, he's a, it's a... We, we can't tell you who he is. 50 years old is the only thing we know about him. Uh, there's no, like... They have like a little tracking beacon or something, and the, the Mandalorian's basically like, "So you want me to find this fucking GPS coordinate and then look around for a fifty-year-old person?" Okay, <laughs> it's kind of actually the, the scene reminded me a little bit of that Mark Maron movie that came out this year, Sort of Trust. Oh, uh, great movie! <laughs> just like movie. you know, you're 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 dealing with the, the this. Uh, 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 um, you know, d- dead, dead army kind of a thing, and like all these like fucking weird zealots. You know, it's it's kind of, <laughs> I kind of liked it. I it, it was an interesting, like you said. I think the the most interested I get in this series is when we're kind of checking in a fold of Star Wars that I haven't really kind of that I've kind of always wanted to see, and now I'm seeing kind of a thing, and like definitely disgraced Imperials yeah. post post Battle <laughs> of Endor is something that I'm very very interested in. Well, it's rad, and like Chris, I think you were touching on this a little bit too, but I really love this idea, and I guess this is what, you know, Eric, you get out of reading like the books and the comics and stuff, but like you're exploring different parts of the Star Wars world, and sometimes they're like really small. Like that's what I love about this show overall so far, is that it's really small. This is just a little tiny note from the Star Wars universe. It isn't a huge battle thing. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, we're not, you know, winning a war or overthrowing whatever the fuck. It's just this lone dude on this mission, and we're going to follow him for eight fucking under 40-minute episodes so far, which another brave, bold choice, Disney, not making this an hour long. Love it. Yeah, it does seem like we're getting to some type of overarching storyline, which we'll get into the next episode, episode two, which is should be available on Patreon yes. now. Um, but... Right, I so he goes. To, I would like it to just be the bounty hunting. Uh, that's that's what we'll get into the next one. I kind of agree with you. I I do. I like the weird Scientology office he goes to for the Mandalorian base. Oh with, right, yeah. Now this is like it's like their temple slash safe house slash blacksmith shop. And yeah, and so there's yeah, and this is where he meets like the lady Mandalorian. Yes, the lady Orlean. Lady Orlean, of course. <laughs> She makes the the little bar like she melts it down and makes it into the piece of his armor, kind of a thing. What's her, what's her, was this somebody? I couldn't tell from anything else. She seemed sounded like somebody. I don't know. I don't yeah know that for sure. Everybody's somebody. So. Eric. She's uh, the actress's name is Emily Swallow. Oh, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that she's been in anything that I've seen. Eric, Eric, I have a question for you, please. That face above the armorer's, uh, like workplace, you know that metal that looked very familiar. Is that a somebody's face? No, that's on a Boba Fett's arm piece. He's. He... Oh, I didn't know your name was Eric. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I just Holy you know what, dude. Shit. Here's the thing. You want to talk about stolen valor? I know about Star Wars too. Everyone asks. True, everyone do, asks Eric everything, and you know what? I know about fucking Star Wars too. But I didn't ask you. Yes, <laughs> Mr. Sherman. Everything stinks. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, it's on Boba Fett's shoulder piece. Um, I believe it's supposed to be rumored to be like a Bantha skull. Um, I'm sure the new EU stuff has fleshed it out a little more than that. 
I just need to dig it. I need to dig into this new stuff. I've been asking people on Twitter about the Clone Wars. Like, what are the good episodes? I feel like I'm missing pieces. I do want to kind of go back and check out those cartoons. I watched a little bit of Rebels and then fell off. But I did like it. I really ended up enjoying Rebels on the whole. They do have some Mandalorian episodes in there. Um, I could never get into the Clone Wars stuff, though, because I thought it was reprehensible. The... The animation, I don't think, was yeah. It is, it is kind of tough on the eyes in 2019, especially. I will say, I, I did. Uh, if I'm if I'm Werner Herzog, and he kind of expresses this too, he's super stoked to have a Mandalorian. I would be hitting if I'm you know if I'm doing like my Uber for uh, bounty hunting. I'm hitting Mandalorian every time. I'll pay the extra. Absolutely, dude. I don't want to get stuck with a fucking IG unit. Get out of here. That IG unit fucking rules in this episode. He's amazing. Uh, So the Mandalorian, uh, he goes to, it's a planet called Arvala 7. Uh, He's almost killed by these two hog beast things. This is where he's saved by Nick Nolte, who's, I guess he is a vapor farmer, right? Yeah. Oh, like a moisture farmer? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just use like an Ugnaught that's retired there, right? I I pulled an Eric Siska and I did some reading on this. He is a vapor farmer. Oh, okay. Um, and the uh, the Blurgs, those are I know those are from Rebels. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, they looked a little familiar. Yeah, they're like these fucking fish pigs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They do look like fish pigs. That's totally accurate, actually. <laughs> uh, and, you know, he gets into trouble. He saves him, and he's like, you have to learn how to ride one for some reason. And this is, again, where, to me, this gets a little video gamey. You got to get your fucking press X oh, to no. ride. No, this is, this is fucking great because it's like a Western. Uh, exactly. This is a horse. We're going to break a horse. We're going to tame a yes. horse. No, I th- and that's what I love about this is this first episode, it clearly sets up right away. We're doing a Western thing kind of harder than they even do it in like the original trilogy because like he's mostly on just this one planet for the whole episode. Um, but yeah, but Steve, I think to, to what you're saying about, you know, him training how to ride the Blorg or whatever, like it's uh, <clears throat> it's 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 going to be a small story. Like I think like this journey of his is not going to, you know, take him that long. Kind yeah. Of thing. So like. If you want to stop and just take a second and have these little like side things, I love it. I mean, the whole second episode, which we'll talk about on the next episode, is basically like a side mission. Yes, it just feels um, very transactional each and every time, and I kind of, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. But yeah, this one yeah. was sort of, uh, and it was fun to watch him do it. And yeah, but there's some great dialogue in here, and there's a lot of stuff in this episode, like specifically that's almost canonizing the holiday special because Horatio Sands mentions Life Day. Oh right, and then the, the trident thing he uses is also like a rifle that it, it's totally what Fed is like holding when he's riding that dinosaur in the holiday special. Oh, I forgot about the uh, dinosaur. It's like the cartoon. That, part. Yes, the car- oh, oh, oh. the cartoon part. Yeah, and that's not the that's not a dinosaur, ladies and gentlemen. That's the mythosaur that he's talking about. <laughs> Thank you, Chris, because <laughs> I was gonna mention Nick Nolte says, "What do you mean you can't ride Blurred? You're a Mandalorian. <laughs> Your ancestors <laughs> rode the mythosaur. You are a Mandalorian." <laughs> I, I do love it. It's, it's so great. And actually, like it's he his he looks great as a Nugnaut. It, it's is it mostly puppet with some CG or just really good CG? I can't tell. I was talking about this uh, with a friend at work, uh, and he was hypothesizing that it's um, 
it's Nolte doing like facial capture stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it then, looks like, like puppet to me. It looks no, a little very puppety. Puppet. It no, looks puppet really? Yeah. To me anyway, yeah. The I mean, face it, looks very puppety. Get at us on Twitter, I'm sorry somebody knows. I, I now I'm just imagining some poor fucking intern like, uh, Mr. Nolte, please stand still while I put these dots on your face. <laughs> oh, God damn it, I can't believe I'm in the fucking Mandalorian. <laughs> John fucking Favreau wouldn't cast me in Swingers, but he'll cast me in this. Him and swingers would be so wonderful. You are a Mandalorian swinger. You're so goddamn money. <laughs> oh, you money, baby. You don't even fucking know it. You're all grown up, Mandalorian. You're grown up. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so he trades him how to ride uh, these blurgs, and off he goes. Uh, they ride out into the sunset um, to go check out. There's like an encampment kind of thing where there's all these like criminal elements hanging out. And this is where there is a fucking fabulous shootout. So he spies from above. He's like kind of taking a a, a sight of the area. And there's an IG bounty hunter who's like going in there fucking shit up. Uh, kills all these dudes. This is just a great shootout scene overall. This is a great Western and it, moment. And I gotta say that I have I've not seen how IG units operated in combat before. This is something I've been reading about since I was a kid and, and for years. And to see it in action is like so thrilling. And how cylindrical his movements are and how fluid it is. Oh, this is it, a, f- a full on nerd boner for me, man. It just oh, yeah. absolutely. I don't use that term term often, but it was just like exactly what I wanted from this show, and it was fantastic. Like this, the way they just have it swinging around, and he can—he's clearly seeing out like multiple sides of his head at the same time. Like, it was awesome. It Eric, was really w- awesome. Was this a fleet of Bosks they were fighting? I couldn't tell, or just something similar. Uh, there might be like one or two in this cadre of I, men, but uh, in the second I, episode, yeah. you do get Trandoshans. Okay, the, bo- the Bosks—the uh, Bosks I know for sure are the ones in the beginning of the second episode, but okay. these look more like a mix of like different kind like a, a gang okay yeah yeah that's what i thought too uh so he kind of teams up with this ig unit he suggests that they uh you know split the 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 reward that's on the bounty the and this is taika ytt by the way is voicing ig 11 doing a good job i think such good comedy here too like doing the whole i will self-destruct thing don't self-destruct. yes yeah all the self-destruct stuff is really funny um, so they kind of have their their whole thing. This moment where the Mandalorian fucking jumps up on this machine gun and just lays waste to these dudes. Wow, I was cheering. I, so awesome. I believe this is like a reference to the Western uh, with Franco Nero, Django, which is also what then Django Fett was named after. So it's kind of like a roundabout reference. Yeah, no, if- I would buy that. Django, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so they, they break down the door after all these dudes are killed. Uh, and the, the little tracking device is still working. He goes up to the door, uh, or up to the where the signal is pointing him towards, I guess. And mm. there's a little space bassinet, uh, and inside is like a baby race of Yoda. Yeah, and there's a, a pretty cool, uh, like actually, like I like the intrigue here because earlier in the episode, uh, what do you call it there? Uh, Herzog is like, look, 
I know it's going to be difficult for you, you're a Mandalorian. You can kill it, but give me a proof of termination, or you could bring it in alive. The Doctor wants it alive, right. but now the Bounty Hunter Guild, which the IG unit is working for, wants this thing definitely dead. So there's definitely competing interests, and nobody knows why kind of a thing, which yeah. I, I'm, I'm into finding that out. And you know, uh, the Yoda, uh, the, the uh, species, it's called Mogwai. <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny is bringing in yoda's species is i never really read anything about it i thought maybe it was involved in like the jedi order books or something but i looked into it and it looks like george lucas no one ever defined what his species was so yeah so there's no name for it huh yeah there's apparently no name for it huh I think this entire pairing is pretty pretty brilliant. I never thought I'd see a Yoda and a Boba Fett hanging out together, you know? Yeah. Um so the IG unit is going to fucking shoot this little thing. And this is a great moment of characterization right here. The Mandalorian's like, "Uh-uh, motherfucker." And I love the way that they do this. It's like you see the shot of the blast like the reflection of the blaster or the light from yeah. the blaster go off, and then it cuts to the floor and this fucking robot goes down, dude. You know, I would have I loved it, but I would uh respect the Mandalorian a little more if he he blew the fucker up too he that's all he wanted was to explode you know man like <laughs> his last wish exactly you want to kill this guy fine but, sure but at least end him in the manner of his religion you know everyone's <laughs> respecting your mandalorian bullshit sure you're totally right man yeah uh, you should have let him self-destruct yeah 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 uh weapons are uh, are my part of my religion and also not making fun of me is part of my religion <laughs> and also also not paying taxes <laughs> Uh, so yeah, and I think it's a pretty great last shot of the episode. Is he like kind of reaches out and the little cute guy raises his little finger up, and you know that's that's chapter one of the Mandalorian. I do love this. Uh, what do you call it there? Um, I do love the the end credits sequence is really cool for me. The the whole oh the uh, like the, the comic thing. Yeah, yeah. It's really, yeah. I love that. I love 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 so much so that the first two episodes. Uh, are synced up on my phone the score in this i love the music in here it is it's like yes it's amazing it's so anti john williams which i think is super smart like just get away from all of that it's like electric you, you know it's computery it's, it's weird. the black panther guy uh, oh is that right yeah it's the same guy some parts sound a little like the Predator with all the drums and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, actually, if you go right now on, at least on Apple Music, you can sync. They have, like, them set up as two different albums, oh, the neat. soundtracks to these two episodes. Yeah. Um, so that, I, I think, wraps up the first episode of The Mandalorian Half Hour. This was chapter one. Uh, and, you know, I, I think, you know... We already know chapter two. We're going to be recording that in a minute, actually. Um, so, like, I guess maybe Steve had the idea when we uh, end these out. Like, obviously, it's not a recommendation situation. Maybe a letter grade kind of deal. So, Steve, it was your idea. Uh, why don't you go first? Yeah. No, uh, a B plus, I think. I would give this. I thought it was just exactly kind of what I wanted. Um, I love The action sequence alone is one of my... It'll be one of my favorite Star Wars action set pieces. The, the one, uh, the big shootout at the end with uh -huh. the IG unit, like Eric said, uh, not to step on him. Yeah, I just, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to give this thing an A because uh, this whole series is probably going to be straight A's for me. The IG, uh, IG 11 fight alone puts it over the top for me. Werner Herzog, put Werner Herzog in anything, totally. I'm there for it. Um, yeah, I would. Yeah, a B plus is probably good. I could have done without the training with the Berg, 
but almost everything else is pretty solid. And as Eric said, Werner Herz- just seeing Werner Herzog in this made my year. Like, I, I, <laughs> I cannot tell you how much I loved seeing him in this. Um, yeah, I, I would go, I think I'm closer with Eric, like A, maybe A minus, but leaning closer to A, I fucking loved it. It felt like not a completely different Star Wars, but just like different Star Wars in a way, like it's small, like small town Star Wars. I, I, will, I will say this, at least this one episode and ideally this project is going to be my favorite of the non-Skywalker Star Wars we've done so far, like uh-huh. Rogue, Rogue One, Solo, and now this. It's just the best so far, by far. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so two A's and two B pluses. Not too bad of a start uh, for The Mandalorian. I think that would pretty much average into an A minus uh, <laughs> show, show rating. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like we said up top, this episode is out on the main feed for everyone to get a taste. Uh, be sure to head over to our Patreon uh, if you're already a subscriber at the $8 level to get episode two. And if you're not a subscriber yet, head on over, check that out. There's a lot of cool stuff there. Uh, but until next episode, uh, this has been The Mandalorian Half Hour. I'm Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Steven Sadek. Chris Cabin. Take it easy.